in today's show. I'm here to look at injuries around the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We're here to talk about these injuries. There are lots of them. Warney, what should we do? Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> Let's start with Atlanta. Some of these injuries are bullshit, obviously. But uh, the Hawks had to sit last game. DeAndre Hunter with knee soreness. Never a great sign for a bloke with multiple knee surgeries. And Gallinari with an elbow issue who's now sat two out of the last three games. He was looking like a great stream without Johnny Collins. And then, as per usual with Gallinari, something crops up this time. It's his elbow. If he is available, he's going to be great for the Wednesday-Thursday combination. But do I really expect it? to play in both those games with these dual maladies that have bothered him over the last week? No, I don't. It's frustrating. With Hunter and Gallinari out, then Dillon Wright jumps up, Herder and Bogdanovich solidify, and deeper leagues look at Lawawu Cabro and even Jalen Johnson, who I wish they'd just give a little bit more playing time to, but they don't. That's fine. Skylar May is also questionable with an illness, but that's not a problem there. Johnny Collins surely not returning in the regular season. I'm sure you would have all moved on from him. The Boston Celtics, big one here, obviously, with the rock DJ, Robbie Williams, done for the regular season. And let's be fair, he's probably done for most of the playoffs as well. Both Jason Tatum, we'll talk about Robbie in a second, but just Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown missed, both missed last game uh, on Monday against the Raptors. They're probable for Wednesday, while Al Horford missed the last two for personal reasons. He's not on the injury report anymore. So all these guys are going to come back. So circling back to Rob Williams, we can look at Monday's game and see Daniel Tice play 40 minutes in overtime. We see 38 Aaron Neesmith minutes, 40 Derek White minutes, 38 Grant Williams minutes. We see all that and go, holy shit, look at that, it's streaming value. But Tatum Brown and Horford were all out. That's basically 100 minutes of playing time that needs to be chopped off there. Yes, Neesmith's going to lose most of his minutes. I don't think Tice is going to be playing 40 or Williams is going to be playing 38 or even White's going to be playing 39. I just don't think that's realistic. So while there is increased value for Grant Williams, there's increased value for Daniel Tice, there is increased value for Derek White. I'm not sure any of them become a best 10, which is how I'm going to phrase guys on high volume days. Do they become best 10 guys? They play Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. If you added one of White, Tice, Grant, would you actually start them? Very different to say Davion Mitchell floating on the wave wise. If you did, he'd be your sixth best player or fifth best player. So you would definitely start him on those days. These guys might get a boost and they might still be the guy sitting on your bench. So I don't think that there's a must-add scenario here with Tyus Williams or White for Rob going down. They're not just one-for-one one replacements, I don't believe. For Brooklyn, well, it's amazingly pretty clean on the injury report. It's just Ben Simmons, who, again, they maintain, yeah, maybe he'll be back for the regular season. I think there is no chance that he's playing in the regular season. Absolutely none. Herniated disc, hasn't played all season, doesn't appear close, not practicing. We've got, what, 12 days to go? 
for the season. I, I just, I, I don't see how it's going to happen. I'm also not seeing how it's going to happen for Gordon Hayward. The Hornets have been pretty shit in terms of giving a schedule. All they do is they go, injury report, Gordon Hayward, out. All right, that's been three months now, I think. Let me double check that because it's been a very, very long time that he's been out with this ankle injury. And we just don't know what the ankle injury, was it a grade two or grade three? When did he hurt it? On the, I, hasn't, I, I apologize. It's been since the 7th of February. So it's been almost two months. But we've heard nothing. Like, we just haven't heard a single thing about when he's coming back. So I don't think we should expect him back this week and probably not in the regular season, which is obviously frustrating. With him out, we've seen Cal get a shot and suffer and not be good in it. Cody Martin getting 22, 23 minutes a night and being a steel streamer. But you know what the situation is in Charlotte with Haywood out. You know how the rotation works and you know where the value lies. We have seen it time and time again that we don't need to... Um, we don't need to go through and uh, discuss that too much. Let's go to the Bulls. Zachy Levine, skater boy. Being the second game of a back-to-back, he is, of course, appearing on the injury report with knee soreness. He's playing like 40 minutes a night. They're losing. Um, they need to win. They've got a winnable game against the Wizards. Do they take the risk and sit him? I don't know. The Wizards just came off a couple of good performances. I'm not sure. I, I think he'll play. And then Caruso had some hard falls in that game against the Knicks. He's probable with a back issue. I'm pretty sure he'll play. Well, I don't think there's any chance. Oh, Alonzo Ball, maybe he's back in the regular season. I what? I, I don't see how. I don't see how. Look, the dude just didn't run for 10 days because it was pain and a setback, which they're not calling a setback, which absolutely is a setback. Um, yeah, that's just not happening. Would have liked to have got an update on Evan Mobley. We'll maybe talk about that in the um, recap show later today. But at this stage, all we think is that Evan Mobley is going to miss some time. I just don't know how much. He missed that game on Monday. They've got a Wednesday, Thursday back-to-back and a Saturday, Sunday back-to-back. At minimum, he's missing one of those games. Probably two to three would be my guess. But we don't know. With him out, the value rises for marketing, for love. Deeper leagues look at Moses Brown. Isaac Okoro maybe had a really good game last time out, and the minutes are up for Okoro, but it doesn't mean he's reliable. He's probably a better option than, say, Lamar Stevens. Um, but Stevens' value rises as well. It's just shit that we don't have an uh, update on that. Still no real update on Jared Allen. As I said, don't expect him back really any point soon. Um, the update was not a positive when they said he might be back before playoffs, and here we are, you know, two weeks before playoffs, still no update. Maybe he's back this week. I honestly think weekend would be absolute best case scenario for Jared Allen. Rajan Rondo dealing with this ankle injury that's kept him out for you know, three weeks. I don't think he's a big loss because he's not good anyway. They should be playing Goodwin over him, but they haven't been. So I don't think we need to worry too much about this Rondo one. Well, Deanie Wade is out for the rest of the season, which actually is a big deal, especially with Mobley going down. Wade had played, he's not great. But he played solid enough basketball for that to make somewhat of an impact. Price Picks is also making an impact because they are Daily Fantasy made easy. You might have played Daily Fantasy before, but not like this. This is just straightforward stuff. What you do is you just look at player projections, whether it's points or rebounds or assists, steals, blocks, whatever. They give you a number and you look at it and go over or under. Simple as that. Just pick two to five players, chuck them into an entry, and you can win up to 10 times your entry fee. Simple as that. It's not just basketball either. You can combine multiple sports into one entry. Imagine how good it will feel when we head back to the start of next season. You're throwing in a Patrick Mahomes over-under yardage prop and a LeBron James scoring number. 
You go the over-under, stick them together. Love it. Entries are fast. They're easy. Withdrawals are safe as well. Very, very easy to do. So we've got a limited offer for you. It's a no-brainer of offer, in fact. You get 50 bucks for free if a player in your first prize picks entry scores a single point, but you've got to use the code NBA. That's right. It's an exclusive offer for Locked On fans. Sign up today and use the code NBA. 50 bucks for free if a player in your first prize picks entry scores a single point. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. I always get uncomfortable doing that, Reeves. This is, oh yeah, this is for Locked On fans. I don't like to think that people that people are fans. They're fans? I, I don't know. It just sounds weird. Listeners? Yeah? Consumers? Not even consumers, like listeners. Fans? I don't know. It, doesn't, it feels weird to me. That's completely beyond the point. Let's talk about the Dallas Mavericks. They have somehow got two players in health and safety protocols. Sterling Brown, not in the rotation anywhere, and Trey Burke, who's going to be have longer in the protocols because, of course, he is unvaccinated. These are not guys who are rotation players anyway, so it doesn't really matter that much. Um, Theo Pinson's been out forever with his finger fracture, and Tim Hardaway is not coming back in the regular season. Just don't expect any of these guys to play again this regular season. But the Nuggets, still nothing on Maga Porter Jr. This is always the problem and why I was avoiding adding Michael Porter Jr. Is that we don't have a time frame. He might be back late March. He'd be limited when he comes back. And we still don't know when it is. No idea. Is he coming back Wednesday? Highly doubt it. Friday? Sunday? No. I, I just don't think he's coming back. I know there's so much, all this optimism around him. Sure, if you are still holding Maga Porter Jr., please move on. Please. It, should, it is not worth it. I don't believe. You might have a differing opinion. Also, the headmaster, please don't hold Jamal Murray. There is zero value in that. He's not coming back this regular season. I don't think there's any way. So move on. Jermichael Green dealing with a wrist issue. Yeah, whatever. That, that, that doesn't impact us too much. It does help Jeff Green if Jermichael is out. Zeke Naji with a knee. Naji has started to establish himself, and now he hasn't basically played in two months since establishing himself. It's been a real pain in the ass. Hamstring, and then straight into knee. Real bothersome there, and you have to worry that that's going to end his regular season, maybe playoffs. And Vlatko Chancha, who claims he's going to make a comeback before the end of the regular season. To do what, I don't know, because he's not going to be part of the rotation, but good for him. For the Pistons, we talked about this yesterday. Jeremy Grant pinged his calf, and as soon as he actually had a legit injury, he was finished. There was no way they were bringing him back. And you know, people will, will always have, you know, they take exception to me talking about shutdowns. And I think... Yeah, some clarity on when I talk shutdowns is, is important. Because what I say, people panic. November, October, December, they start panicking about shutdowns. I go, very rarely does any of this shit happen until the last two weeks of the season. When a player gets injured, even if it's minor, and they'd be extra cautious and sit him out the two weeks, which is absolutely the most prudent thing you could possibly do. How many times have we ever seen anyone in January? Al Horford last year? Yeah, it was egregiously bad. They did it with Eric Bledsoe in Phoenix. It was really bad. But how often have we just seen teams start to just just sit blokes in February or January? It just doesn't happen. The, the reason that everyone is getting shut down at this point of the season, again, shut down with injuries that they would be fine to play through if the team was competing and they would be back in two weeks anyway. Like Jeremy against calf strain. Calf strains are two to three week injuries. Right? There's under two weeks left in the year. Of course, he's done for the year. Right, This is why you don't play these last two weeks of the season. And what I've always said with the shutdown talk is, yes, players will be ruled out for the season in the last few weeks of the year. Absolutely, they will. And they'll be injuries that might, they might have been able to come back from earlier or they'll take them out earlier to have surgeries or to rehab when the season's not going anywhere in the last two to three weeks of the season. 
and we are bang smack in the second last week of the season and you are seeing the flood of these come through. This is the consistent pattern. Banging on about shutdown risks in January and December and February is a waste of your time and energy. Even like a Shea Goodis Alexander, which we'll talk about later, if you hadn't have played your season through this long, which you shouldn't do, you're fine. He came back from his injury, played 12 games in a row. And if he ended like when my suggested date, which was March 20th, it was perfect. Like th This is what I say, it gets overblown so much. Anyway, Jeremy Grant's out for the season. There might have been some value there for Isaiah Livers, but he's dealing with a head issue. So yeah, he's maybe not going to play. He's out again on Tuesday. He's now missed, that'll make four straight. Kelly Olenek does have a role, but he's only getting 17 to 18 minutes. It's Marvin Bagley who steps up. They're giving him a lot of minutes, 33, 34 minutes a night with Grant out. Sadiq Bay gets a bit of a boost as well. Hamadou Diallo also out for the season with an avulsion fracture in his finger and Chris Smith out with a knee sprain. But yeah, Frank, they brought Frank Jackson back. I didn't expect him to do that after he was out for weeks with that back issue. They brought him back and he's playing a little bit of a bench role for this team. But the Warriors, I don't know if Steph's coming back. He's dealing with that foot sprain still. Yeah, there was some thought that maybe he was back before the end of the regular season. Could he return this weekend? Maybe they've got a Saturday, Sunday back-to-backs. Even if he does, he's not playing both. Um, maybe he's back. I have significantly, uh, I have significant doubts that he is back this week. But you know, once the injury happens and you go, oh, it's four weeks or whatever it was, you know, he's done. Then they, oh, maybe, maybe, uh, unlikely would be my guess. Jim Wiseman out for the season. We've talked about that already. That's a really big blow in his development. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not. He's not a bust because he's two years into his career, but our expectations need to be remodeled on him, I think. And Quindary Weatherspoon is questionable with ankle soreness. Draymond, Clay, and Otto Porter all missed last game. They'll be back for Wednesday, but there is a Saturday-Sunday back-to-back, so they're probably going to rest again. Just be aware of that. For the Rockets, probably the big one for me here is that we talked about this a little bit yesterday, but it does appear that Christian Wood, Dennis Schroeder, and Eric Gordon's seasons are over. They were ruled out Monday with the soreness tags, hamstring tightness, shoulder soreness, groin soreness. They've been ruled out already a day in advance for Wednesday with the same injuries. They're just sitting them down. There is no doubt that there is something small going on with them. Schroeder's been banged up a million times for this team. He's had like multiple ankle injuries. Gordon's dealt with a groin issue all year. Woods had, he pinged that hammy, I reckon, about two weeks ago. Stayed in and played through it. But we're here. There's, what, six games to go, whatever it is. Six games to go for the Rockets, so they're just not going to play these guys. I am fairly confident. I have no... If you've got Schroeder, you drop him. Gordon, you drop him. I think you drop Wood. And you absolutely grab Shingun, And you probably grab Josh Christopher, who was great last game. But I, I just... I think there's no way we're seeing Wood, Schroeder, or uh, Gordon again. The problem is, with the delicate dance at Alperen Shingun. It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. He's sitting on this injury list with a bruised leg. Now, he is not getting shut down. If he's healthy, he will play. But what you need to look at is Usman Garuba. Because if she, I think Garuba is a good player. If Shengun is out, Garuba is going to be streamable. Just for his ability. Like, he won't score. He'll do Draymond Green scoring. But he might get some good blocks, good rebounds, and good field goals. Just, I think he'll be an interesting option if Shengun happens to miss. Even in deeper leagues, Garuba is going to play in these last six games. No, no question about that. The Pacers. Yeah, they're pulling some bullshit. We know that. O'Shea Brissett is out with back soreness. Again, he doesn't contribute to winning. 
So his absence isn't to you know, make them lose games. They were losing fine when he was out there. In fact, they lost by 70 points in the games that he played uh, 34 and 38 minutes in those two games combined. He's not good. So they're not holding him out for that. He's very fringy for 12-team leagues. We're, we're aware of that at this point. Isaiah Jackson had a concussion, came back, got a headache, out again. I honestly don't think we're going to see him again this season. So that means that Goga gets that boost. The Red Rooster gets the boost for deeper leagues. Dwayne Washington with a hip problem. He's missed two. I think he might be back, but with him out, it's Kiefer Sykes that steps into that role. Duarte with a toe. This has been a long-term thing. He came back, played that one game, and now he has missed six in a row. Will he return? I highly doubt it. And then Malcolm Brogdon. <sighs> Malcolm Brogdon. I'm not tired. This this is like a shutdown, so to speak. Again, it's coming at the point in the year where I actually don't care about it in the last two weeks. He has had this Achilles issue all season. I'm shocked that they brought him back at all after he was out for you know weeks and weeks with this Achilles issue. I'm shocked that he came back and played and played 35 minutes a night. There is absolutely no reason for him to play anymore. Um, he's not their point guard of the future. There's just no reason for him to be out there. Obviously, you drop him. He's, he is really hard to draft, admittedly. He just, his body feels like it cannot handle the stresses of NBA basketball, unfortunately for him. Too many lower body soft tissue injuries, which is, they are the ones that really become red flag. And it's becoming a red flag for James Harden. The amount of hamstring issues he's had over the last two years, that's a real problem. And you know, Brogdon, consistent you know, soft tissue, groin, hamstring, hip, now Achilles. It's a real concern for him as well. Um, I He would be someone I would not have, especially on this team, with how they are setting up. and what, I don't think he's going to be on this team, to be honest. Though. But I would have some real worries with considering him as uh, any sort of high-end prospect, even though when he plays, the numbers are great. But he is a guy whose body just doesn't... They're not freak injuries, is what I'm trying to say. Like, you break your hand three times, different hands, different fingers... Uh, that's just that's some bad luck bullshit. You sprain your ankle, that's some bad luck bullshit. You run down the court and your hammy goes, that's on you. And that's that's where I have more of the concern. I was going to go to the next team, but we won't do that just yet. Let's talk about Built Bar because maybe Malcolm Brogdon needs some Bilts. Needs some Built Bars in his life because he needs to get the best tasting protein bar ever. Have you had them? I've had them. Had my Built Bar already this morning. It was fantastic. It's high in, uh, not in high calories, high in um, taste. High in protein, it's low in calories, it's low in carbs, it's low in fat. We've all had protein bars before, and we chew on them and go, what are we doing here? What is this garbage we're eating? Uh, I suppose we better do it because it's good for us. Well, no more. You don't have that problem anymore. Because you can reach for a built Bar instead. It's a healthy snack, but it's also a great post-workout. Get the protein into you without having to sit through eating a shoe, which is what those other ones taste like. So head to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and save yourself 15% off your order of built Bars. Built Bar is built different. Let's go to the Clippers. Is, is it happening? Is Paul George back? It sure seems like it. It sure seems like he's returning today. They have a Thursday, Friday back-to-back. -back. I know a lot of people are worried about him seeing that back-to-back. -back. I'm not so sure that he does. Yes, he's been out since December 22nd, but it's an upper body injury. He might have a small minutes limit. I think, I think he plays. Although... They are being cautious. They are limiting Reggie Jackson and Marcus Morris and Nick Batum, limiting all their minutes. So to prepare for the play. And so they'll probably do that with Paul. But I do think he plays the back-to-back. -back. I'm not 100% convinced, but I do think he does. Some noise that Norm Powell might return soon. Don't know about that, but 
it's possible. I wouldn't add. I would add Paul George. I wouldn't add Norm Powell. Kawhi Leonard, I just don't think there's any chance. Uh, no, no way. To me, and Jason Preston, I don't think he's going to be making any appearance anytime soon. Let's go to the Lakers, where some other sort of good news is Anthony Davis is close, I guess, to returning. He's doubtful for Tuesday. They have a Thursday, Friday back-to-back. I'd be pretty surprised if he played both of those, but he has played back-to-backs coming back from his previous knee injury. Um, and they obviously just desperately need someone to produce for them. They're, sh- they're shit house, and they need someone to help. So, you know, while we don't expect him to play Tuesday, maybe he is back Thursday or Friday. LeBron doubtful with an ankle injury. He's playing so many minutes. They are... Look, if they lose against Dallas and then lose against Utah, that almost puts them out. And then I think you might see the end of LeBron for this season. But I, I don't know. It's The Davis one is way more risky to add for finals week than Paul George's. And I don't think he's going to be really even pushing top 50 if he plays. Dwight Howard's probable with a hip problem. Well, Kendrick Nunn. Is this bloke even real at this point? Does he even play? I hated the signing to begin with, and now he just doesn't now he just never plays. Never play the game. Played the preseason game though. So that was sick. Um Let's go to Memphis. Jaron Jackson Jr. missed last game with thigh soreness. Didn't matter. They still rolled the Warriors by 28. The, the Grizzlies last five games. One by 24, one by 12, one by 30, one by 25, one by 28. John Morant missed all five of those games. Is that... What? How what? How is that possible? And then last game they did without Jaron. And one of those was without Dylan. I don't don't know, man. This team's unbelievable at the moment. Two of those without Brandon Clark as well. Um, I don't think Jaron's injury is a serious one. I think he'll be fine, ready to go. As for Jar, again, they say maybe back at the end of the regular season. I highly, highly doubt that. Maybe you're getting back for that final game against the Celtics. They've got a back-to-back Sunday-Sunday to end the... uh, Maybe he's back for one of those. I really don't see it. Well, Killian Tilly dealing with some knee soreness. Not that he's any part of the rotation either. The Heat, when I created this graphic, had one injury. Now they've got three. Caleb Martin is questionable with a calf. And since then, um, Dunk Robinson has appeared as questionable with an illness. And Gabe Vincent is questionable with that toe, which has bothered him. If Vincent is out, then maybe Victor Oladipo jumps back into the rotation. If Robinson or Martin are out, then Victor Oladipo is back in the rotation. If they're all out, it does help the Winter Soldier, Max Struess, become a bit of a streamer. But it's all back-end, low-end sort of stuff. Nothing that is particularly high on the excitement level. Let's go to the um, Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis is probable. He's missed two of the last four games. He's probable for the game on Tuesday against Philly. I would expect a couple more rests for him coming up. They've got two more back-to-backs this season, so I'd expect him to miss some. Same with Drew, who's off the injury report and missed last game, and Middleton. I think they're going to miss some time here. For the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves, Malik Beasley is dealing with an ankle problem. They say he's going to be out a little while. No one's rostering him in most leagues anyway. But with him out, it means Jalen Noel becomes at least a good streamer, if not like a 14-team league option. So Noel is going to get that boost with Beasley out for what I would expect to be the majority of the rest of the regular season. Jaden McDaniels probably not coming back the regular season either while McKinley Wright is dealing with that UCL and he wouldn't play anyway. We had Sham Sharania say Zion Williamson was out for the season and then we had pushback on that. So I don't actually know. Like, just rule the bloke out. I, I don't know when he's coming back or if he's coming back. 
What I do know is that if he does come back, I don't give a shit in fantasy because he's going to come back and play 20 minutes. How many games they got left? Seven. Yeah, he's not playing anything that's going to be useful. Uh, Larry Nance missed last game for rest. He'll return in the next one, and he's not a 12-team league guy either. For the New York Knickerbockers, I wouldn't expect Derek Rose or Nerlens Noel to play again this season. They won't officially rule him out. I don't know why, but they're, they're not going to play this season. While Quentin Grimes sat the last two with knee soreness, and his absence enables more minutes for guys like um, uh, Burks and, and for uh, Quickly and for Toppen a little bit and a little bit of Juice McBride there as well. But uh, Grimes is out again on Wednesday with knee soreness. For the Thunder, we went over a lot of this yesterday. Trey Mann had to sit yesterday with a hamstring strain. I don't know if this is a long-term thing or not. He is a guy to hold as a back-end 12-team player, but if he ends up missing this game, so they play Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, shit schedule. Is he in your best players those days? Or if he is like in your active roster, is the bloke on the bench that far off him? Because if they aren't, then drop him. There's no point holding onto a bloke who may or may not play when you've got a ready replacement, when you can add someone to play Tuesday and Thursday. Um, Shea's out for the year with the ankle soreness. Shea was out with a significant ankle sprain, came back after the All-Star break, played 12 games in a row, and then started to sit some games with soreness. And it's absolutely fine for them to sit him now. It's smart to do it. They did play him through this injury, though. Josh Giddy out with a hip issue. He's been out since a couple of games after the All-Star break. I thought they would have loved for him to continue to push to win Rookie of the Month and push to be rookie, all rookie first team and rookie of the year. So I do think, again, I'm pretty sure this is a legitimate injury. I know Darius Baisley's he's got a kneecap fracture. He's out for the year. And Derek Favors and Kenrich Williams, they are old. Williams has had persistent knee problems. Favors has had persistent back problems. Sure, if they were pushing for the playoffs, they might play, but it doesn't actually matter. And it actually benefits the franchise significantly to develop the younger guys versus play these guys. And this is an impacting fantasy anyway. In fact, it's actually making it better for you because you get Roby and you get Pokyshevsky having that value. The Magic are, are leaning into fake injuries at the moment as well. Wendell Carter Jr. is back out again for Wednesday. He came back, played 27 minutes against the Cavs. They kept it too close, so they're sitting him out again with a wrist sprain, which I'm sure is partially bullshit. He has had a lot of knocks and, and bumps and stuff this season. Uh, would I drop him? They play Friday, Sunday, but he's obviously good enough to be in the active lineup. I don't think he plays both of those games, Wendell. And that means that Trumura Kiki and Flaming Mo Wagner get significant boosts. While Jalen Suggs, bone bruise, ankle, he's been out since the 13th of March. Bone bruises can take a long time to heal. I'm not expecting him to return this season. For the Philadelphia 76ers. The package! Uh, Jaden Springer out with a groin injury. We haven't really got a chance to see him at all this year, which is frustrating. Because I think he could develop into a good player, but we're just not going to get to see that at all. For the Suns, Cam Johnson still dealing with this quad issue. This has been a long time. This is, you know, three weeks. And they said it was pretty bad, filled with blood in his quad. Um, obviously, we're dropped, we've dropped him ages ago, surely. And we're not holding through this bullshit. He's doubtful officially for the game on Wednesday against the Warriors. JaVale McGee is questionable with an illness. With him out, it's Bismack Biombo that you stream in. And Frank Kaminsky, I, I don't think he's playing this season. Um, for, the, uh, Minister, for the Portland Trailblazers... A lot of the injuries are cropping up now. Anthony Simons done for the year with a knee injury. Yes, there was a slight knee irritation. Was it serious? No. But they decided to, you know, they saw what they needed to see from him. They're going to be offering him a big contract in the offseason. And that's it. They saw what they needed to see. So he's done. 
Drop him. Move on. Josh Hart. Oh, he's out for a week. No, he's not. He's out for two. See you later, Josh. Yusuf Nurkic. Plantar fasciitis is a long-term thing. See you later. The fakest injury we've seen is Eric Bledsoe's Achilles injury. Right? That was That's fake. There's no way that that is a real injury. And I'll happily... Uh, I'll say that. No problem. But again, is Eric Bledsoe impacting any of us in fantasy? Is he actually good enough to say, hey, we should play Eric Bledsoe? Is he going to lead to wins? No. Is he part of this future? No. There's no reason for them to play him. I don't think anyone should have any problem with Eric Bledsoe not playing. Look, on merit, you could say Eric Bledsoe doesn't deserve to play. Greg Brown out with an eye injury the last couple. He might play. He's an interesting block stream if he's available. Damian Lillard, of course, officially out for the season with the abdominal injury. I guess everyone will be avoiding him next season in drafts because of shutdown risk. Justice Winslow with a calf problem. I honestly don't think he's going to play. I think they've seen enough from him to suggest they want to keep him as a rotation guy next year. And he's had so many injuries in his history. And he's had Achilles and now calf. Both those things are related. Uh, that is massive red flag in terms of Geez, we don't want something to ping here. So there is almost no chance, I think, that he is playing this year. For the Kings, Jeremy Lamb hurt his hamstring last game. I reckon you can put a line through him. That might do him for the year. Not that he's impacting much anyway. Joshy Jackson dealing with an illness. And there's an opportunity for Jackson to play some minutes if um, Lamb is out, but we don't really care too much for fantasy. Well, Darren Fox and DeMontis Sabonis. Elvin Gentry's out here saying, oh, it's just a day-to-day thing. Yeah, it'll be a day-to-day thing until the end of the season. I don't think there is any way that these guys are playing. This season, they um, Fox had a significant hand injury. Sabonis has a knee bruise in his uh, bone bruise in his knee. There's no point for them playing. Shout out to win now trades. It's not a win now. He's only a 25 year old all star. All right, the Spurs. Lonnie Walker out with a back problem and Romeo Langford with a hamstring. Walker could have had some stream value for threes, but he did cop a big hit a while ago, and that's hurt his back. Langford, I just don't think we're going to see play again this year. So we just we don't need to do anything with Walker and hold on and, and wait for him to return or anything like that. But maybe when he's back, the value will be impacted there on Joshy Richardson and Josh Primo. For the Raptors, Ken Birch dealing with some knee swelling. That helps Achua. It helps Boucher. It helps Thad Young. Which one of those is going to help on a nightly basis? I've got no idea. It changes every game. And then you've got Malachi Flynn, who's out with a hammy again. He was Remember that little run he had when Van Vliet was out and he was going bananas, then pinged his hammy as well? And now he's just not going to get a chance to come back and do anything? Yeah. But the Jazz. Good news that Don Mitchell's off the injury report. Gobert is on there, questionable with a leg contusion. Boyan Bogdanovic is questionable with his calf issue. And Daniel House is questionable with his knee issue. They could all play today. If they are out, though, there's only two more games this week. But the good thing is they play on the good days on Thursday and Saturday. So, yeah, Gobert, I wouldn't drop, obviously. Bogdanovich, you'd have to consider um, if there's only two more games for him because he's not that good. But the schedule works out well. Whiteside's out as well. So, if Gobert is out, which I do expect Whiteside... Uh, sorry. I do expect Gobert to play. So, I don't think that matters too much. But with Whiteside out, they're going to go with the triangle Eric Paschal in that backup role. And lastly, the Washington Wizards. Kyle Kuzma out again with his knee issue. They haven't really told us much about it. Knee tendonitis. He's missed five straight. He's officially ruled out for Tuesday. That's going to be six straight. Pretty sure he's not playing again this season, would be my guess. Can you drop him? I guess so. They play Wednesday, Friday, Sunday after today. So you're going to have people to replace him most likely. Not replace him, but on those days, yeah. His numbers had struggled a little bit lately anyway. 
I think he probably is a drop. But again, it's very hard. It's it's a it's a guess decision because we don't know. And with him out, it's Avdia. Maybe it's Hachimura, but it probably isn't. Uh, and it's Kispert who get get the um, value increase. Vernon Carey also out. And guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are here on YouTube, thumb it up. Leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.